0: Alright, you ready to go?
1: am ready to go.
0: You should sing the Pearl Jam song.
1: No. You sing the Pearl Jam song? No, I'm not singing Did
0: it. you make me sing
1: it? I'm going to make you sing it.
0: Like I'm ready at her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <Ugh>. Ah. <laughs> 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 ah. 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 I'm still alive. Yeah, yep, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: That's the best I could do. I, really,
1: I, <coughs> I like the raspiness that's
0: going on. Cause... Yeah, I'm a little raspy right now. It makes me sound extra grunge. It fits my fucking flannel. Uh, yeah, I'm totally wearing a flannel. I got, I'm got. i wearing a flannel and I got one tied around my waist. Because I'm extra grunge. Because I... I am I'm still alive, yeah. It
1: kind of makes you sound mechanical.
0: It's weird. I am mechanical. This is... I've... Uh, I've trained a bot to do the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> trained one. Not programmed?
0: No, I trained, trained that shit. Oh, it was on a leash, and it was a whole scenario. It was a whole... It was a lot of flannel, a lot of kink. But now the bot <laughs> has a raspy voice, and it's going, ah, 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 All right. So, <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, some of you might like Pearl Jam, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We're talking about... Uh, <clears throat> the, uh, you know, the rugby team from Uruguay. That they crashed into the fucking Andes Mountains. And had quite the heroic uh, tale. That was uh, portrayed in the, what, 1993 movie, Alive. With a whole bunch of white people. <laughs> and Poorly.
1: Uh, <laughs> poorly portrayed.
0: Yeah, man. I watched that movie today... And it was exhausting. It was the most tiring <laughs> thing I have done in years. I I watched it in my little fucking office room I sit in. And uh, I came out of there and I felt like I, I don't know, I, I was so tired. You
1: looked like you had like seen more.
0: Yeah, it felt, it was sucked. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: you had just been through some things. It was just a
0: very boring movie. And uh, the whole tale is, in fact, very intriguing. And the whole, but the they got it really wrong with the, just the pacing of the movie was wrong. They focused on a lot of the wrong parts and didn't give some of the some of the better parts of the story at uh, the time of day. And uh, this was I was simply going to watch Alive, and then read up a bunch about the real events, and do kind of like a compare the true story to the movie episode. But I fucking kind of scrapped. The movie altogether. I ended up doing a bunch of research. Not really. I watched a bunch of documentaries and fucking wrote them off. (laughs) And I'm going (laughs) to tell you what I learned from them. I read a bunch of shit. You put some effort. I did. You put some effort. I tried. I'm super raspy again. I don't know if I explained why. I was doing some vocals tonight. So, you know, again, here I am, the Rasputin. Rasputin. Rasputin, (laughs) motherfucker.
1: Apparently Rasputin was like a He was a dog.
0: Rasputin was a dog. Yeah, he had,
1: he had the way with the ladies, I guess. Ooh,
0: Rasputin, he ain't fucking around. So, all right, we'll give you the quick rundown of this. For some of you, that, like I feel like this whole case blew up in the '90s, like a lot. It was uh, about 20 years after it happened, and uh, I'm not sure exactly when the book came out, but the movie came out in the '90s, and it was a big deal. And that's how I had heard ever heard about this whole situation.
1: That's how I learned about cannibalism.
0: Yeah, I think I knew about cannibalism before that. But
1: I did not. It was a good
0: uh segue. I mean what, ninety three? How old were we? Eight, nine, something like that? Fucking mm,
1: seven I was seven.
0: Already seeing cannibals. That was a thing, man. Back in the day we watched all sorts of fucked up shit.
1: Yeah, you did like way early.
0: Yeah. So the quick uh the quick jab of it. I guess that's what you're saying. a quick jab of it um a rugby team from Uruguay was set to play a match in chile. chile Chile and in order to do so they had to fly across the Andes mountains and I guess apparently it was mad expensive to fly commercial so they uh they chartered a uh, air force flight air force flight five uh five seventy one and uh amid bad weather and just kind of poor pilot navigation they ended up they fucking crashed
1: death trap of a plane
0: well yeah that's uh <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get into you the get, plane yeah oh yeah yeah we'll get into the plane here we'll talk about the plane right now so basically this team piled in to a plane uh that was nicknamed in the industry the lead sled because it was a fucking shitbox
1: <laughs> and sled it did
0: it did end up doing a pretty major sled run. Um, it's that the Fairchild FH-227. Uh, there were 78 built, and out of that 78, 23 of these motherfuckers went down.
1: Those are not good odds. <laughs> no, that's terrible.
0: <laughs> Overall, there were 393 fatalities uh, connected with this plane. And I think that's like crashes. So this one wasn't even that bad compared to like, um, um, I think some went down and just exploded like full of people. It's
1: <laughs> a good time. His family yeah. holiday. Yeah.
0: So uh, to quote one of the one of the people who uh, spoke about it, it's not a good safety record. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on Thursday, October 12th, 1972, uh, they loaded up the plane and they left from uh, Montevideo, Mont- Montevideo, uh Uruguay. The New Christians rugby team on their chartered air force flight a few days beforehand, um, the coach told some of the players that there was extra seats so they could invite some family and friends to the uh, to the game. And so homeboy Nando, Nando Prado, he invited his uh, sister and his mother to come along. And it was, that was a poor, poor choice. Nando, Nando goes through a lot on this journey. He stands out as like the, the, the hero of this whole fucking thing, you know. So they fly out and the weather was shit. So they uh, they were forced to land in Mendoza, Argentina, due to the bad weather. And then here's where it gets real Maybe bad. Maybe it
1: should have been like some foreshadowing.
0: Yeah, well, it just gets worse. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so if you're doing the math, uh, that day was October 12th. That was a Thursday. What's the next day?
1: Friday.
0: The motherfucking 13th.
1: Didn't the guy in the documentary say he was like, I'm not a superstitious person, but... (laughs) I'm a little stitious.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess in some of the stuff I watched, they did talk about how they kind of joked like, hey, maybe it's a fucking bad idea to be flying out on Friday the 13th, but ha ha. Because that's how I would feel. Like if I had to be somewhere and I I had a flight that happened to land on Friday the 13th, I would joke about it. And this is before the movies. So that was just when it was straight, like, bad luck. It was just
1: a bad luck Yeah.
0: They were like, now you'd be like, yo, the pilot is going to be fucking, Jason takes the air. He's going to take out the pilot, (laughs) fly the plane, (laughs) and I'm sick of these motherfucking Jasons (laughs) on this motherfucking plane. He's going to fly it into Manhattan. Oh, shit.
1: (laughs) I think you're writing a movie.
0: (laughs) Jason takes Manhattan again. It's a nine eleven Jason mashup. Nine <laughs> eleven the thirteenth. <13th. laughs> oh, I'm so insensitive with my raspy ass.
1: Friday the thirteenth. 9-11. Yeah. It happens. <laughs>
0: just be hockey masks everywhere. Everywhere. So anyhow, they <laughs> fucking they fly out, man. They fly out of uh where were they? They fly out of Mendoza. Argentina. On the 13th. And uh, you know. This pilot I guess wasn't like the most experienced. They were saying like his uh, flight hours. He didn't have the fucking. The greatest. Amount of experience. Before he flew this uh, flight. And. From Mendoza. To they were heading to. uh, Santiago. There was a path across the Andes. And the better. The more direct route was that they had to fly at a higher altitude than the fucking lead sled should be flying at. So they chose another path through. And at that point, so they're heading through this path. And when they hit Corico, they're supposed to bang north and head to Santiago. Santiago. Santiago! (laughs) But as they're heading through, man, there's this heavy cloud cover over the whole mountains. And uh, the pilot just really miscalculated this whole path through the mountains that they were taking. It's it normally takes about eleven minutes, and he had thought he'd done it in three. That's so
1: insanity to me. How yeah. can you just assume that?
0: Well, I think he was knocking back the Frenet and cokes.
1: He had had to be doing something. I
0: think the pilot was drunk. They don't really hint at this. No one's ever in all the there's, stuff I read said I'm sure he was there's drunk. There's no way. There. Pilots are fucking always drunk.
1: It just sounds like everything that could have possibly went wrong, went wrong.
0: Yeah, this didn't go well.
1: (laughs) Like, every step of the way, every aspect of this journey was a mess.
0: Yeah. So this path normally takes 11 minutes. The pilot radioed in. He thought they were out of the range and near Kuriko, where they're supposed to bang that head north. And uh, that was only three minutes in. So this is another reason we need to investigate 311, just in case you're keeping track. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, clouds kind of clear as they're hitting major fucking turbulence. And uh, basically the pilot, or the captain, you know, he's going, all right, the plane is going to dance a little bit. Buckle up, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <It> <laughs> so you feel real good. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the plane is
0: going to dance a little bit, is an actual quote that... <laughs> So, the cloud's clear, and the captain just basically shits his pants, I imagine, because there's a fucking mountain right in front of his face. And they fucking accelerate, and they pull up, and as this is happening, the passengers are like, this isn't right, because also, you know the cloud's clear, and they're looking out their windows, and they're fucking cruising by mountains. The
1: Andes are no joke, either.
0: This is no joke. No joke. It says glaciers and mountains yeah. and... Uh, Mad oh. high peaks Like it's fucking nuts And at this point <clears throat> They're accelerating They try to go up but the fucking The tail just clips A mountain peak And snaps off and Like handful of people Just go flying out the fucking back Their seats are just torn Out it, It's uh,
1: weird cause the, these kind of scenarios are like The ones that you see in movies but this is, like, it's hard to realize that this happened to real people. Oh, yeah. Because it's, like, this kind of, like, perfect storm of things that create this catastrophic event is, like, only ever in the movies.
0: Yeah, but, it's fucking nuts. And that they made a movie, and the movie doesn't even do it Yeah, it doesn't justice, even do so like, it. It's, it's it was written intense. for you. Yeah. yeah the,
1: the
0: life wrote the movie, dickheads. <laughs> Get Ethan Hawke out of here. Some guy named Josh playing Alberto. You can't be named Josh Stop playing. Stop them white. Yeah. Why do they gotta be white? Uh this is a movie that uh alive definitely deserves like a remake. A yeah. reboot. They could do it mad, uh, cool now. And
1: then with the technology that we have even
0: the, and they could show like the vast mountains in the back. The, it was looks like it kinda looked like a, t- a tennis team from Tennessee crashed <laughs> in like the white mountains in it's New like Hampshire. Like obvious it, it, soundstage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they clip the back uh, people are falling out the back. They clip another peak, snapping off the wing. And at this point, the lead sled really lives up to its reputation <laughs> because the whole fuselage just fucking hits the hill and bombs down at been
1: terrifying.
0: high speeds. Been very high speeds.
1: Terrifying.
0: Oh, yes. Um, And while the, it's bombing down the hill, it's at such an angle and just a high speed that it's fucking... Tearing the seats out, and passengers are just flying forward into like the door to the cabin, yeah. you know, just piling what? up in, in seat belted into their seats. Just fucking... Yeah, so you're just
1: trapped in this yeah. like metal death tunnel.
0: Yeah, a metal death, <laughs> a metal death tunnel. I like that one. I need another band so I can, th- I need to lose my voice for another reason.
1: Eh, we don't mind.
0: <laughs> including, including uh, Nando fucking flies up. He gets banged right the fuck out. He's a he gets a little comatose for about three days. Three
1: fact,
2: days.
0: They thought he was dead. They piled him up with the bodies, and somebody sees him squirming around on like day two. Oh God,
1: could, I'm could like, you, you imagine? Know. You're out cold oh, for yeah. three days, and you have to wake up in a pile of bodies
0: for the most part. Yeah, <laughs> <Like>
1: that <laughs> is just yeah. bad on bad. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, um, it was a. Uh, 3.32 in the afternoon when this plane came to a stop. Uh, sunset was around 4. Yeah,
1: well, because October, <laughs> it's like...
0: Yeah. Um. So, in the initial crash, uh, 12 were killed, including two members, two crew members, and the pilot. 33 survived like the crash, but many of them are in critical condition. They're at Eleven thousand eight hundred feet elevation. They've never been in that elevation yeah, before. So yeah, it's
1: like low oxygen. Extremely hard
0: to breathe. You also burn calories a lot faster.
1: That's the whole thing with Everest. Yeah. You like blow through. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um.
0: Their friends and their families are just tangled in a fucking madness of wreckage. Um. Th- most of them have never even fucking seen snow, really. Like they've, yeah, because they're
1: all like, yeah, they've never dealt with, with that warm climate,
0: especially that amount of snow.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, Nando and his sister are both in comas. His mom did not make it through. Um, yeah, he flew, flew, fucking smashed up right in the front, and a couple of survivors. They get into the cabin, and the pilot's fucking toast, but the co-pilot is just tangled just impaled in several places. Oh, my God. And all he can gather to say is, we passed Kiriko. We oh, passed Kiriko. So,
1: alive and tangled?
0: Oh, he's alive, yes.
1: Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah,
0: he's having a bad time.
1: <laughs> that was like they just, like, find the, him...
0: No, but, no, like, and that's all conscious the entangled
1: is a lot, too. Yeah.
0: So, he... Uh, he can just... All he can gather to say for information for them is, we passed Kiriko, which... They don't really even know what the fuck he's saying. Yeah, like really, they're like, "What does that mean?" Like west, yeah, north, the fuck, you know, where are we? Then, then they know they're in the Andes, but they don't really know where yeah. the fuck they are. Um, he pleads with the survivors that uh he has a a pistol in his bag. He wants them to bring it to him and fucking, you know, so he can either take himself out or or they would do him the honor, and uh they refused. <laughs> the, that
1: seems so mean. Yeah,
0: I got. I would have given
1: him that mercy.
0: I would have uh, let him shoot himself. And I, uh, like, if I, I guess if I was really up against it, and he asked me to, I think I would like that. Dude yeah, is, he's ha- he's not going to make it. In fact, he doesn't make it through the night.
1: Well, that's like doing him just a service. Could, the amount of internal bleeding that's probably happening, like that was happening in his body. Yeah, was probably so painful. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I can't, Yeah, so that was pretty cruel of them to not take him out, honestly. But these, again, it's a bunch of kids. Well, yeah. They're, they're scared they're shitless. They shitless. They don't know do. what the fuck's going on, you know? So they were in Argentina, where they crashed, up in the Andes. Um, yeah, the sun went down within an hour of the crash, and the uh, night lasted 15 hours. Jeez. They were just freezing. They're all huddled up in the fuselage. They had to—they um, blocked it all off with suitcases— to, uh, you know, block as much wind and whatever they can. And start and using
1: dead bodies as like.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, some cover. They're just snuggling. The breathing is painful. Temps hitting negative thirty. Um, and then you know, five more people died overnight, including the co-pilot. Yeah. So you know. Reasonably. So we're on the first morning. We have remaining uh twenty eight survivors in the hero plane. Fucking yay. So- Yay! <laughs> uh, but no, the fuselage was just basically bright white, and the, oh, nobody yeah, so saw it's just shit. Blend. Yeah, no, they didn't see those. Motherfuckers. Well, I
1: can imagine when you're looking down at the Andes from a plane, too. I mean, it's because it's kind of like these, like a whole bunch of jagged mountains, right? It's like that, like
0: oh, it's jagged. Yeah, yes, it's like super. It
1: so I'm sure it's really hard to spot most things.
0: Yes, yeah, they couldn't see shit
1: because there's a lot. Of um, just peaks.
0: So, you know, that next morning, they've got a few more dead bodies to deal with. They kind of just piled the bodies off in the snow, off to the side. Um, they were really convinced they were going to be found. Like, they really thought so. They were well, like, yeah, you know, at
1: the start of those things, yeah. hope usually runs higher. Yeah.
0: Um, so they, they rummaged all the luggage, the entire, everything they had. They cleared some seats out uh, to make a shelter in the fuselage. They had... A shit ton of cigarettes. They had like mad cigarettes. Helpful. Uh, a good amount of wine.
1: So, Which like, alcohol helps warm you. Yeah, you
0: warm up a little bit. Uh, they had eight chocolate bars, a tin of mussels. Mmm. Ooh. <laughs> Fucking
1: <laughs> gourmet. <laughs> oh, yes.
0: Three jars of jam, a tin of almonds, and a couple of little hard candies. So I wanna know who the fuck packed muscles and jam. That's <laughs> At what least like. the
1: jam's good for your blood sugar. Gotta get that blood yeah, sugar so up they, a, little. a little
0: bit. Uh, and they had the booze. And but basically uh the food they had, I uh, read was basically enough calories to feed uh to for nine adults for like twenty four hours.
1: So yeah, that's
0: and there who, were uh, you know, a good amount of them. Who and,
1: packed this plane?
0: I don't know. This was just out of the luggage.
1: No, I know, but, like, what a weird array of things.
0: Yeah, it is a weird.
1: It's, like, a really weird thing to pack those things.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, even with, uh, you know, severe rationing, the food ran out pretty quickly. Um, You know, by, I think, it was day, like, four or five, they ran out of food. And on day three, Nando's, uh, who was presumed dead, starts to stir. (laughs) And uh, one of the things I, I learned was that The hypothermia actually helped his brain.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: hypothermia, uh, I guess, will, like, protect injured brains. I didn't know that. So him being kind of ditched to the side kept him alive. Yeah, it, like,
1: saved him. And he,
0: you know, he fucking snaps out of it. He instantly asks about his mom and his sister. And he gets the unfortunate news his mother was dead, but that his sister was struggling. And he just, he said uh, he instantly moved past the news of his mother. Because just, she's dead. Yeah. But his sister's alive, so we rushed to her so he just side. just, like,
1: goes right into, yeah. like, survival mode. Instantly
0: when he woke up, yeah. Some
1: people got it. They got those brains.
0: Yeah.
1: But just, like, they just know what to do. They're just like, yeah.
0: okay, next thing. Yeah, Nando seemed to fucking pretty have it, have it together pretty well during this, uh, since he wakes the fuck up over here, you know? <laughs> so, listen, guys, we're going to play a little music. We like to play some music on this motherfucker. Uh a
1: little mood?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, this band is actually... This is good music for this. Some good, like, instrumental. It's dark. Good, uh, you know, take a little doobie break. Sip on a beer or something. Go take collect a leak. Your thoughts. Yeah, collect your thoughts, because when we get back, uh, we'll find out what they ate, which you already know. But well, we'll get into it. <laughs> this uh, tune is Fear and Mistrust. And they're from Utah fucking A. I didn't even know metal was allowed in that state.
1: I would never assume.
0: I think there's a law that you can't dance past 2 a.m. or midnight. Is that real?
1: There is some I don't know exactly what it is, but there is some weird some weird, like, Mormon law. I just learned there's all about Mormonism. There's a lot of weird fucking
0: Mormon laws. Yeah, we, uh, yes. She just learned a lot about Mormonism. <laughs> um.
1: ants lifted.
0: Yeah, she's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, uh, fed Food to Mitt Romney once. It was oh a highlight of my life. Highlight of my culinary career. <laughs> I think I washed his dishes. Um, so this is, yeah, Fear and Mistrust from Utah. Uh, this song is, all right, I'm going to say this wrong because I'm an asshole. Tunguska. Sorry if I said that wrong. If I said it right, thumbs up to me. If I said it wrong, thumbs the fuck down. All right? It's uh, <laughs> from the album, Nothing to Fear. Check it out on Bandcamp. Uh... Really like this band. I like this. I like cool uh, instrumental metal. It's always fun. It is it fucking sets the mood. So
1: it's nice to listen to.
0: Check this out, and when we get back, it it gets. Uh,
2: it just gets <laughs> worse.
0: No fucking ah, ah, (laughs) I'm still alive. Yeah. I
1: mean I think I think you nailed it.
0: But it was pretty good. Oh I fucking nail everything. (laughs) I nail everything that's not nailed down.
1: (laughs) I think that I believe I could fly was is your classic though. That's your like hit.
0: Oh shit, is that my hit?
1: I think that's your hit.
0: I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. I believe I can soar. I don't remember the words. So I, I spread my wings and i fly away. You
1: lost the tune there for a minute.
0: That's alright, Because I,
1: am
0: oh, still alive. Yeah. Fetty Etter. I love that fucking guy. Dude wears flannel condoms.
1: <laughs> Weird image.
0: <laughs> oh man. What's what's other songs that Vedder better got? I can't even fucking think fuck it. Oh. <laughs> Remember in that Jeremy song where you no, he...
2: Woo 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 woo. That for would, a solid I mean, like have 32 like seconds. Visual
1: for what just happened well, right now. That's how it
0: looks in the video. I need the hair flying around in my eyeballs though. J Hair who? James Bo- <laughs> <Clay>. <laughs> And the he bites the teacher's tit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just look like a, such as like s- excited boy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Bit the the recessed lady's brass <laughs> Ah <laughs> uh, shit.
1: <laughs> well that that got off track. <laughs> that was off track.
0: <laughs> 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 Thanks fair and mistrust for your song. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry to bring Pearl Jam into the mix, but you know, here's this is where we are. We are in nineteen ninety three, learning about cannibals on a mountainside. And Betty Etter just can't stop going. Hoo, 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 I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> serious mode. Serious mode. Um, serious. I gotta get serious with my kids sometimes. I go, I'm, I'm serious, Dad. Fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and she really, you know, she responds. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's, uh, some of the least serious shit I do. <laughs> So basically, over the first, uh, you know, over the like first week and a half, uh, the fact that there's fucking nothing but silence uh, and snow for these I, people, I,
1: I feel like that could be maddening.
0: It really starts to hit them. Yeah, that it's setting in. They're looking around. They're going, "There's no fucking birds. There's no
1: yeah.
0: grass. There's fucking no life here." Like
1: you know that sound when it snows. And it's like that like tick, of the snow, like hitting the snow. Yeah. I feel like that could drive you a little crazy if you're not, if you're in it, you're surviving in it. And it's like not what you're, you're not from a cold climate. Yeah.
0: No, it's, I'm sure it's fucked. And search teams from three different countries failed to find them. And back home, you know, the families are expecting the word, you know, just, uh. Yeah, assuming I, the worst and mourning they're starting to mourn their yeah, loved I would think ones, my as, loved you know, one
1: was didn't survive it
0: and you know event, uh, over you know over this first week and a half and one night Nando held Susie in his arms as she you know she passed away and so uh, sad. yeah it's really fucking sad Just man. thought you're
1: gonna so, like bring your family on a fun trip like you're gonna do something special for your mom yeah, and your sister man. and
0: yeah and if you like uh you know if you're listening to this and you want to learn more to like look up some there's some good documentaries about it and with interviews with these survivors because most of them are still alive, like, even now. And uh, so they've all spoken at length about this whole thing. So, yeah, one cool thing. They figured out, like, how to get some water. They took, like, uh, basically it was, like, sheet metal in the back of the seats. They bent it and put snow in it, and the snow would melt. And uh, drain. they would drain it into water bottles. I mean, uh, wine smart. bottles. They would drain it into wine bottles.
1: Humans um, are so impressive the like their ability to survive and just figure it out whatever they need like they need water so they figure out how to obtain the water
0: yeah you need water because at first they're just eating snow which doesn't help you really uh kind of dehydrates you i guess because you're like burning more calories to digest it
1: is it because it's just like so cold yeah because it's in like a solid form I fucking what? Know. That's such a weird.
0: Well, I'm no scientist, but they <laughs> say you should melt the fucking snow before you. I mean, consume that's good it.
1: information.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just play a scientist on the radio phone, computer, internet. Um, so day 10 sounded like a rough fucking day, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That, yeah,
0: <laughs> on day 10, uh, 27 survivors remained. And they at one, you know, over that first week and a half, they'd found a little transistor radio and uh, they heard over that, that uh, search was called off.
1: Oh, that would just crush your spirits.
0: It crushed any form of hope they had. Yeah, They, th- they were devastated straight up. Um, and, uh, you know, they were getting hungry. Well, yeah, they were getting real hungry. Uh, they tried eating everything they could. They tried eating uh, shoe leather.
1: I wonder what like the calorie count of leather. It's
0: well, they couldn't. It was treated with so many chemicals. Well, yeah. It just made them sick. They couldn't yeah. even eat it. They they caught on to that. Then they tried. They cut open the seats, hoping that there'd be like straw, but it was uh, foam. You know, they yes, couldn't eat, so. couldn't eat the foam. And uh, the idea of eating the dead was starting to really mill around in everybody's heads.
1: Well, I mean, that's meat just sitting there.
0: Yeah. That's what some of them said, you know, it was like, there's just, when you die, your your soul leaves and it's yeah, just a pile of meat, you know?
1: Well, in some <clears> cultures, <throat> they believe that the body has to be buried whole, but I guess it depends on where you're sitting on the uh, yeah. spiritual line.
0: Yep. And, uh, yeah, so they, um, they had some knives that they had kind of fashioned out of the thick plastic from the windows oh, of the well. plane and on uh, seems day 10, the same day they got the, the awful news the search was off I think at that point it just really hit them that they're gonna fucking be here a while
1: yeah, well they have to figure it out
0: it's time to figure it out, time to get serious and time to survive, so the flesh eating began and uh
1: hey, that sounds all so, like metal <laughs> So, the flesh eating <laughs> began on day 10
2: <laughs> Yay yeah, yeah. I am alive! Whoa, oh
1: yeah!
0: <laughs> oh, we're getting with fucking Metallica. Yeah.
1: Oh, we're melding.
0: Uh oh! Oh no! Um, it just gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, on day ten, the flesh eating began, and uh, so yep, they started with the pilots, which fair. I, think, I think that's fair. I, I think that's th- fair. Yeah, it's also, it's people they didn't know. Yeah, there's
1: no emotional attachment. So there's a
0: good separation there. And like, fuck you, you you crashed me and my homies all into the fucking mountain, dickhead. I'm going to chow your ass. I would eat it and enjoy
1: it. Oh, yeah.
0: I would have fucking whipped up some gravy from like his fucking, (laughs) I don't know, his little innards, his gizzards.
1: (laughs) Like frying him in his own fat. Yeah.
0: See, I, listen, people, I don't know if you know this about me, but I love to cook. (laughs) And like... When it comes to the cannibalism, like, I think I would have got too greedy with it. I'd <laughs> been like, all right, guys, who wants sautéed Susan?
1: <laughs> so are getting creative. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, like, fucking, you know, here's Jeff Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Get Some
1: of that seat leather fashion up a little oh,
0: shell. A little shell, yep. It's just for show. Yeah. Because we learned we can't yeah, eat the leather. Decoration. And I wonder, like, they never talk about this, and I don't want to disrespect these, these, these people, but... Did they kill anyone to eat them?
1: I feel like they probably had a big enough supply. Yeah, I think they Would did, Would they have gotten to the point where they'd start, like, drawing you know, straws? Or of
0: the flies? Maybe. They did. They made a pact, um, you know, among the survivors as the idea of cannibalism was being milled around. Basically, it was probably day nine or whatever. Before it was coming to, you know, they were really deciding getting to it. they are going to fucking probably do this. Uh, they made a pact that, you know, if I die, you chow my ass. You know, That's how In I fact, feel. I'm pretty bored And just sitting around in the snow So why don't we just chow each other's asses for fun I <laughs> well, be, You know Get some wop going <laughs> <laughs> They're ahead of the time <laughs> The fucking Andy's Mountain Crash Did Survivors they... Were chowing ass before it was cool
1: <laughs> Did they go into a time machine? Oh man <laughs>
0: Fuck Fuselage time machine Where ass chowing is key <laughs> to your survival
1: That's a movie I don't want to see
0: yeah, but they didn't just chow ass because, as it turns out, uh, different parts of the body give you different nutrients. And so, <clears throat> uh, what I was what I learned about is like they would eat different parts. They'd eat like say the liver, the organs, well, yeah, and they would feel sense. different tastes and like diff- whole different uh, sensations through their body as they ate and got a rush of new nutrients and vitamins well, that they haven't had.
1: We are animals. so You think about oh, how yeah, you we're would, rowdy. You would want to eat. And any other animal, I mean, the same would go for a human. Like, a human would eat the same way like a cow or a pig would.
0: I did not look into, and this information may not even exist, did they eat the dicks?
1: Nobody'd be saying. I feel like it probably wouldn't be a good...
0: A little chewing on a little foreskin. It's like bubble gum. Do Do they circumcise in Uruguay? Probably not. No? Oh, They had a lot of chewing gum then. No, no. 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 All right. The chewing Why gum it, joke didn't I think, fly. I think it
1: just <laughs> the
0: fucking lead sticks, sled didn't fly so well either. Stick to the
1: internal organs.
0: All right. So they chewed on the uh, livers for sure, and they got some good a good well, rush get, like, out of the nutrients. And, uh, from some of that stuff.
1: All
0: right. So we're actually going to um, kind of wrap it up. We're wrapping it up. Uh, day 10. 27, 27 survivors left. And uh, on this day...
1: Starting to eat people.
0: They're starting to eat the dead... And when we get back... Uh, oh, when we get back! <laughs> <clears throat> when we get back next week, um, again, it just gets worse! <laughs> you didn't think this motherfucker could get worse, but it, it just gets worse. These people... The survivors, the people who come out at the other end of this thing alive, like, truly fucking hats off to these people. Yeah. They fucking survived. They um, are
1: so... Vivers like, to the truest form.
0: The the region they crash is truly one of the harshest fucking environments and it's on this planet.
1: Big Jeez, It's, like a it's big. vast. Yeah. It's just so it's fucking a big mountain range.
0: Hundreds of miles or a thousand. I don't know. It goes one it's way and the other. It's a fucking it's a lot of goddamn mountains. All right. And the fact that like some people came out of this alive is fucking awesome. It's really cool. This story yeah. has always intrigued me. That's why it didn't. Uh, it wasn't just to compare the movie to the
2: to the real life thing.
0: Because once I started getting into it, I was like, I really like yeah, this story. I need to I tell like, these yeah, stories. I need to tell this. And so, yep. When we get back next week, it just gets worse for these poor does. bastards. And uh, right now, we're gonna cut out with another song. This is Matt Olson, who was in Filthy Still, who was the first band Clarissa and I saw live together. That's right. So, so that's why I wanted to play this shit on it was this episode. Really enjoyable. It was very fun, and Matt, uh, his solo stuff is wicked cool. It's and uh, I knew these guys from way back when they were in Providence uh, before they were even uh, Filthy Still, and they, I heard a lot of their early demos and a lot of stuff. And he's kind of reworked some of those songs for his solo album that he has out. It's on Spotify, Bandcamp, all that. Throw him a few bucks on Bandcamp, buy his album. We're gonna hit you with the Gypsy song. I love this song. It's fucking cool song. It's, it tells a really cool tale throughout it. It's a little long. It's like seven minutes. I so. love a
1: song that tells a good story.
0: Yeah, this one tells a really good story. I'm really into man. that. <laughs> yeah, so this one's really cool, and I like uh, just the connection to how the you know he was in the first band, Clarissa and I got caught live and AS two twenty down in Providence. That was a fucking yeah, good time.
1: Was, that was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, you can actually there's videos of that show on YouTube actually. Boom. Look Whoa. them up. Filthy Still, Live in Providence, fucking blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I don't remember the day or the year.
1: Uh,
0: so, yeah, we're out. Thanks for listening. Uh, please, as always, support the bands on here. Um, and, uh, yeah, man. Well, don't, don't have
1: a playlist, right?
0: Yes, I have the playlist. Um, Fear and Mistrust is not available on Spotify, but this Matt Olsen song will be added to the playlist. And check that out. Follow on Facebook and Instagram. Follow uh, Devolution Podcast. Thanks for listening. Fucking love you guys. Having a lot of fun with this. Join us next to, uh, wow, join us next week <laughs> when uh, <laughs> it starts to get really real.
1: Yeah.
0: Really, really reals. Really reals.
1: Put yourself in these people's shoes. Yeah, you put feel. yourselves in these a people's lot of things.
0: makeshift snowshoes.
1: <laughs> these frozen toes.
0: And these frozen toed <laughs> motherfuckers. All right. Peace out, guys. Have a good one.
1: Bye.
0: Try to stay alive.
2: To as of a darkly dream In the city like a man Who had no need for any soul And so he took a horse and carriage To the outskirts of the city Down the hill to see the gypsy Lipped low. And when he stood upon her doorstep, his heart, it did pump beat. And he saw five red star in the sky. And when she took him inside, he drank blood from a goblet and his soul's lost within her gypsy eyes. But plenty of love to spare, and when every re- old them tight his worst they were really pointed to his heart that they'd always be there. And then one day returning from the place he made his enemies, saw his home was not the same it'd been before. Little windows were boarded, the landlord said he can't afford it, and he collapsed in desperation on the floor. Children would be needing a man who was stable And was able to provide And he was forced to wonder What had brought him to this blunder And he had soon lost his will to be alive And when he prayed to his God And didn't get an answer He thought about that gypsy woman lived nearby He would gladly trade his soul To make his family hell Homeless yet no tears left to cry All the to fill the void that by his heart And he neglects to find his family And forgets his former life The simple things he really needed From the start Oh, the respect he had gained Could never compensate his pain So he does opium And women of the night And all the dope he shot that night Could not bring him to paradise There was no one there to save yeah.